Uh, reminder to everyone to please download, rate, subscribe to the 415ers podcast three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Uh, feel free to follow both of us. I'm on social at eGiddings10, both Twitter and Instagram. Mark is on both at Mark Grandy, Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. And okay, so you, you mentioned Baker Mayfield. Let, let's let's kind of transition to him. He was waived by the Carolina Panthers, or I guess you know asked for asked to be waived. Uh, was granted his waiver and then was claimed by the Los Angeles Rams. The San Francisco 49ers did not put in a waiver claim. They, I believe, were 28th as far as the waivers are concerned. So who knows if they would have had you know a good chance to get him? But to your point, Mark. By showing that you're not even attempting, even thinking about Baker Mayfield, which to me was the message that I got from Shanahan when he spoke earlier in the week, um, the message that seemed to be coming from the 49ers surrounding looking into Baker Mayfield, because obviously he, people see some, well, some people see him as the best quarterback available. Uh, he goes to Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they don't have Matthew Stafford, so he'll get a chance on a bad team to maybe you know rework his image. But the point stands: the 49ers are telling you by not claiming or even attempting to claim Baker Mayfield that they believe Brock Purdy is their guy for this season. Whether Jimmy Garoppolo comes back or not, that is also I, I think a tell for some fans that maybe they do believe this guy is ready. And and look to their credit, there was I think some you know. Good reports coming out of preseason. Brock Purdy, I know, played in the Kansas City game, which was a blowout. Uh, so he had, you know, some sort of regular season experience before he had to come in um, against the Dolphins. But he, you know, he looked decent in the preseason. Uh, you know, got a chance to play against second and third stringers for other teams. But to me, Mark, um, I don't. I don't know if I take too much away from the 49ers not putting a waiver claim in for Baker Mayfield because I think he is hot garbage and statistically has proven that this season. Um, but I think it would be funny, you know, maybe if, uh, if Baker Mayfield was brought in to be a number one overall pick backing up the last overall pick, uh, <laughs> there'd be some irony involved in that, but that's about it. That would be, um, I mean, I agree that Baker Mayfield has been absolutely terrible. The, the worst quarterback that has played you know, that has been the starter for a, a decent stretch of games this year in the NFL. And it's probably not particularly close. I also think there's something to be said of the situation that he was in, in Carolina, Matt rule, who is gone. Um, and then well, who is it? Steve Wilkes, I think is the interim head coach there in Carolina. Now. Um, I mean, it, it, a bad situation. I'm sure the Niners checked in with Christian McCaffrey, who was his teammate briefly in Carolina, Maybe McCaffrey said, hey, I don't think this dude fits in this locker room. Uh, maybe he said that. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he gave the Niners the, the sign of approval, and the Niners ultimately decided that we don't need him. Um, I will say, regardless of, of what you think of, of Baker Mayfield, and again, I, I preface all of this by saying that he's he's been terrible this year. If you felt like you needed more quarterback depth, there's not going to be a better option available to you in the future. If you felt like you needed someone, this was your best option. So, I mean, to, to me, that means the Niners, obviously, I mean, the, the logic says that they think they're better off with what they currently have, which is Baker Mayfield, or pardon me, which is Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson than with Baker Mayfield. That might not be saying much. Maybe it's it's more of a comment on 
his personality, how he would fit in the locker room, than his ability, perhaps. I think that's certainly part of it. I mean, the Niners have not been shy about talking about, you know, only trying to get high character guys. And I'm not saying that that Baker Mayfield is a bad character guy, but he isn't quite the mold that the Niners tend to go after. Uh, you know, Nick Bosa does not like him, and that's probably putting it lightly. Maybe that had an impact on the team, on, on their decision. But ultimately, I think you can safely assume if the Niners felt like they needed something, this was their best opportunity, and ultimately they determined, no, we're not going to go after him. So I think that the logical conclusion to draw is they feel okay with their quarterback room. Yeah, I mean, like Kyle Shanahan would probably tell you, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Like, it, I think it is as much about what Brock Purdy showed against Miami and what Brock Purdy has shown up until this point. It's also probably having to do with how bad Baker Mayfield is and specifically the style of bad that he's been. Baker Mayfield is a risk taker. And Kyle Shanahan does not want his quarterbacks taking risks, whether it be throwing the football, whether it be running the football. He has already lost two starting quarterbacks. Even when he had his first one, there was by, you know, you're talking about showing actions and showing you what he thinks. Uh, there were actions taken by Shanahan that told all of the 49ers team and fans that he did not want Trey Lance throwing and taking risks. At least that's what I, I drew from how he chose to call plays for Trey Lance. Same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo does not want him to take risks. That's all that Baker Mayfield does is take risks and it has worked out in a horrible fashion this season. I think he's a better quarterback than the the 18.3, you know, QBR or whatever he has. <laughs> hard to be um, worse than that. It's really really hard to do. But I also don't think that he's right for this team. And and that that's what it comes down to me. Josh Johnson, I know he look, Baker Mayfield, yes, might have better physical gifts than Josh Johnson at this point in his career. But Josh Johnson has also been in the system. Like he, he also has a somewhat of an idea about this offense, which automatically to me makes him a better option than Baker Mayfield. It would take Mayfield a long time to, uh, you know, kind of get ready, get right. And then being willing to listen to Kyle Shanahan on a play-by-play -play basis, which I don't think he would do. But the, the bigger question to me is, is Kyle Shanahan, is, is he lucky or unlucky when it comes to his quarterback room, like, I mean, you, I think you could go either way with this because you could say, well, he's, I mean, he's lost his two starting quarterbacks this year. He's had injury, you know, misfortune when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo in past years, when he's had a quarterback, he's been the playoffs. He's been successful. He's been a good head coach by standard metrics, but when he doesn't, he hasn't been, and that's no fault of his, you know, I'm a quarterback can't go far, but, you could also make the argument that he's been pretty lucky this year with the way that his quarterback room has played out. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, going through his offseason regimen, getting surgery, not getting surgery, being available, being willing to come back, being willing to restructure, being willing to be the ultimate insurance policy. Trey Lance goes down. Jimmy steps in, goes seven and three. Jimmy gets hurt. You got Brock Purdy, who now can come in and apparently win you football games against the second best team at the time in the AFC. So, I like I, I, I personally am torn, Mark. Like I do not know whether Kyle Shanahan has been lucky or unlucky when it comes to his quarterbacks, just because of like I don't even think he has a hierarchy at this point. At least it didn't seem 
to me, the way this year has played out, that he had a, a clear one, two, three at the beginning of the year, even though Lance, Garoppolo, and Purdy were the ones listed as his QB one, two, and three. Well, it's funny. I mean, I, I, I think unlucky is the way to go just because of all the injuries. There's, you know, certainly other aspects to consider because, you know, you were lucky even to have Garoppolo as your backup in the first place this year, as, as you mentioned. Um, I think the other thing that's interesting, I mean, oh, by the way, I, I did look it up, Josh Johnson. This is indeed his uh, fourth stint with the 49ers. Uh, his first stint, uh, 2012, second stint, 2014, third stint, 2020, and, and now this one here. So uh, fourth time for Josh Johnson donning the red and gold. He's a, a Niner legend at this point. Evan. I think he probably looks better in the Niner uniform than he does in either of the 13 teams that he played for. He also has some uh, AAF, the American Alliance of Football, and some A XFL experience, Evan. So he's not just an NFL veteran. He's just a North American professional football veteran, that Josh He Johnson. is right down to the name, the generic <laughs> backup quarterback. They probably already have a, I mean, they have a leftover jersey from 2020, I'm sure. They don't even need to print a new one for him. Um but that, you know, unlucky versus lucky conversation is interesting because, um, yeah, I mean, you've, you've been lucky to be in some of the – we talked about it a lot. You're, it's a good problem to have the Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup, the, the Trey Lance as your starter. But we also talked about last episode reacting to the win against the Dolphins, how injuries have just become – maybe the the first chapter of the book of Kyle Shanahan's tenure as a member of the San Francisco 49ers. And I mean, for me, it, it's pretty clear. It's it's the, the story of, of Kyle Shanahan's quarterbacking, you know, duo or qu quarterbacking position as a, as a head coach of the 49ers. It's unlucky. I'm not sure there's a, another quarterback position i'd have to do some research on this across the entire nfl over the last what seven years since kyle shanahan took over for the 49ers that have dealt with more injuries to their quarterback position than the 49ers that's to me the definition of unlucky uh, you've had so many starts with nick mullins and cj bethard you even had brian hoyer for a while before you made the trade for jimmy garoppolo the fact that kyle shanahan has still a, a winning record at this point and has climbed above 500 and now is putting some ground between him and, and, and the 500 record is pretty impressive considering all the bad luck he's had at the quarterback position. So for me, Evan, I think it's, I think it's a pretty easy answer. It's, it's unlucky, damn near criminal how unlucky Kyle Shanahan has been at that quarterback spot. I'm kind of with you. I think to me, it more so has to do with just how football is like, it's such a, physically demanding crushing game that you, I mean you could get hurt on any single play as we've seen twice this year for the 49ers but I also think that some people would argue look Trey Lance may have gotten hurt because of the way that you used him like the, the way that yeah. you kind of ran him into the ground to begin the year so maybe some of that unluckiness is a product of his own creation or in this case i guess damnation I, I i do lead a lean more towards the unlucky part because it is the game of football but it, it's just interesting like okay one time it's a fluke two times it's a coincidence three times uh, i'm not so sure four times is it a trend like 
I, I, I do think that's also something that is going on, maybe unfairly to Kyle Shanahan. But look, I mean, yes, they, they have been, I would wager, the most injured quarterback room over the last six seasons since Kyle Shanahan's taken over as head coach than any other football team. But I also wonder, like, okay, well, so Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in, in New England, even before he became a 49er. Um, you know, he, he got hurt in, in flukish ways, I guess you could say, each of his three times that he's had his season prematurely ended or now shortened. Um, I, I can't blame Kyle Shanahan for that. But if this is something that continues, and like you're talking about, injuries have become synonymous with his time in SF, then I will start to wonder, okay, like, yeah, f- football is a random game. But this keeps happening to you, like over and over and over. And I, I just think it's a little unfair that the players themselves get labeled as injury prone, like Jimmy Garoppolo inevitably will be, and how Trey Lance probably is on track to be. But the head coach gets a pass. That that to me is a little unfair. And I, I don't know what you think about that. I get where you're coming from. I also think it is... And I'm not saying this is what you're saying. I think it's it's ludicrous the idea that all right, let's let's assume the first five years of Kyle Shanahan's tenure, four years, three, four, five years of Kyle Shanahan's tenure, he was doing something wrong. He and his coaching staff, his training staff, whatever, they were doing something wrong. That was part of the reason why they were suffering way more injuries than anyone else. They were working them too hard in practice. They were doing two-a-day workouts, whatever it is. They were, you know, working out in unfavorable conditions, whatever it was. Okay, that's happening. You do, after three years of terrible injury luck, you do an extensive, extensive search. You try to figure out if there's anything you're doing wrong, and you find it. And you're like, all right, we're doing something wrong. We're changing it. It is ludicrous. The idea that that process hasn't happened and that they, they found something and yet they just kept at it. Like, I I totally understand the, you know, once it is bad luck, twice is a coincidence and third is a trend. But if there was anything that actually backed up the fact that they were doing something wrong and that potentially these injuries could be avoided and that they didn't do everything in their power to change it, is insane to me. And again, I'm not saying that's what you're saying at all. Cause I, I know that's not what you're saying. Well, I, think I, think, it, I think what I'm, what I'm saying is more so. Okay. If, if, if a player is injury prone and that's totally, you know, maybe random, but the player gets labeled as injury prone, then don't I look at Kyle Shanahan as a guy who selects or has chosen injury prone players at the most important position in the game. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we're back in the Trent Balky era now, drafting only drafting players that have previously torn their ACLs, and he gets uh, killed for that. He does. I mean, I, I think that's that's not comparable to the situation of of um, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, Trey Lance hadn't had a major injury that I recall before he was drafted. Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, banged up in in. Um, in New England, but he tore his ACL as a member of the 49ers, had the the injury issues last year and, and now the foot injury this year. I, I think those are different situations. I do agree with you in general, though, about 
how unfair it is that players get labeled as injury prone. Um, I, I think maybe the, the solution is to to not label them as injury prone and and not add something to the to the head coach. But I, I'm with you that that is an unfair thing that media fans, not football fans alike, all do. Yeah, I mean, I I look at the end of the day, I do think it's unfair to to say Kyle Shanahan like played a played a part in Jimmy Garoppolo getting rolled up on 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, but I I just yeah, I more so wanted to point out that kind of unfairness about how we look at players in a game that is an unlucky sport. And yet we don't look at the decision makers of those players in the same way. Uh, but, but then again, there's a discrepancy that life is unfair. I, I get that. Um, sorry. Sorry. It took us a little bit longer than usual, Mark. I, I just thought we had a chance to maybe dive into kind of an uncomfortable area. That's that some people might be wondering about, but I appreciate you sticking with me. Oh no, we're good. Always enjoy the conversation. All right. Well, that'll wrap up this episode of the 415ers. We appreciate all of you sticking with us through these uh, 45-plus minutes, as you do each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. We will be talking to you on Friday before. We didn't even mention his name, but Tom Brady had a freaking big comeback on Monday night against the New Orleans Saints. That is who will be coming into Santa Clara, or as he called uh, I believe on the Monday Night Football broadcast, San Fram, uh, which pissed a lot of people mm. off, considering he is from the area, should know better. But well, hey, and he, guy. he had a conversation with Aaron Judge down in Tampa on Monday night. Maybe he's got some inside info. You never know. Tampa Bay Rays, the front runner. That's how uh. I take it. <laughs> uh, Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy, we'll talk to you next time. We appreciate you tuning into this episode of the 415ers podcast.